to the Paint, Rest, Repeat podcast with Roz Gervais and Laura Day, where we chat about our creative lives as artists while keeping it real and a little bit messy. We're here to inspire creatives just like you to push past those boundaries and make art that you love. Let's dive in. everybody and welcome to another episode of Paint, Rest, Repeat. We are very excited as we always are when we have guests and today we have the beautiful Robin Soreen. Robin Soreen does lots of coaching, lots of astrology and she likes to merge the two. So Robin, do you want to tell everyone a little bit about what you do? All the things. Okay. Hi everyone, I'm Robin. I am a what we call a human potential expert, a performance and visual artist, as well as a yoga teacher and studio owner. So I do three very, very different things, like as you could say. That's why Robin and I get on. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. This is so interesting to me. I love astrology. In the past, I've had my birth chart done and I've done a little bit of reading, but I'm super interested to learn about how we can operate our creative businesses to like maximize results by tuning into certain cycles and like the moon cycle and then like what's happening in the stars and things like that. That is like super interesting. And I'm not sure if it's a topic that some of our listeners might not have even thought of before or thought of exploring. So I love that this conversation is sort of like a little bit different than your traditional art business chat. So for our, you know, for our listeners today, how would you sort of explain how astrology and business, even, you know, the early stage of business, business, how they can overlap maybe? Like how can you merge the two? So the way that uh, astrology work, it's all about cycles, right? So anyone who's seen a chart will know that it's a circle and a circle within a circle. And the same thing with a cycle, it always goes around in circles. So you never stop moving. When we're born, we call that the snapshot or the photograph of what your personality is. So it's like a stamp on you. This is what I've come in with. And generally we say it's what you've chosen. Now that interacts with the continuous cycle of movement through the universe and the moon and all the good things. And so that is what you came in, but your business also has a chart, right? It can also say, my business was born on this day, i.e. I registered my business this day at this time in this place. So that becomes the chart for the business. So there's that and then it's how that chart is interacting with the universe as well in its circle. So that's an overall thing and generally that's not something for beginners. It's usually something you have to learn or consult your favorite person who understands these things. So that gives you a flavor for what the business is going to do. And if you're like, well, my art practice has kind of been going my whole life. And yeah, that's that's exactly how creatives are. So remember, it's when you physically decided to register an ABN if you're in Australia or the um, the number for the business if you're in other parts of the world. So that's the first component. The second part of it is really understanding your personality as an artist. And that comes from the chart as well. And the most easiest way to do that is to understand whether you're a fire, water, earth, or air person. And that will be known by, like most people understand their sun signs. They're going to be, I am this particular identity. You can read it in a newspaper or online. Most people get that. But there's three components to what you are in the main aspects of life. There is so much more, but I'm keeping it simple. 
your sun, your moon, your rising. Okay, so your sun is the identity that most people understand, right? The moon is the emotional temperament, how you react and process your emotions. And the rising is what we call the soul or what you're rising into in this life. So you might be going, I was born a Pisces, but I don't really feel like I'm like that. They always say that I'm a bit confused and and unworldly and creative, but I, I did feel like that, but now I feel very different. And that means as you get older, you're rising into your new sign. And that rising is the flavor for your whole life. So it covers you know, what you're like in a relationship, how you make money, what you do for work, what are your friendship circles, what are the ways that you like to go through different cycles where you're, you're feeling that you need to process deep things or traveling or educating. So all of these different things. The main thing I would say for people to start with is work out your sun, moon and rising and understand the elements that you are. And that will help you understand how you work as a person and how that works in your business, because not all of us are going to write business plans. Let's be honest, we're, we're going to sometimes write some stuff on pieces of paper. Some people are going to put them on post-it notes. Other people are going to keep it in their head. Other people like me who are very airy are going to want to talk about it. So it's really that deep understanding as the first step. Okay. There's a bit more to tell. Do you have questions so far? Yeah. I wanted to ask a few things. This is my brain, you know, all the time. The elements that you talked about, is that related to Ayurveda? Not necessarily. It is another modality. Ayurvedic stuff is um, an ancient Indian type system that, or modality that uh, they then classify. And it's kind of a medicinal system and a way of life. It was one of the ways that that population started doing their way of working with people's bodies and understanding if your illness or your health or the way you think is a specific way. So there's like the Vada, the Pitta and the Kappa. This podcast episode is sponsored by Laura's Creative Kickstart Coaching Sessions, designed for aspiring artists seeking motivation and support to turn their creative dreams into reality. Go to www.laurajaneday.com slash work with me to find out more. So Robin, I feel like you've given us like a lot to work with, with just that, because if people are starting from scratch, figuring out your element, reading on that, letting that sink in, figuring out your sun, your moon, your rising, and like sort of all the revelations related with that. I feel like I'm just, I just love this stuff because like, I love digging into how I am as a person. And I feel like that's helped me so much in my business and it's allowed me to work better as an artist and practitioner. So I guess when you're starting out with someone and you're helping them use the system in their business, like where do you first start, I guess? Because I feel like, yeah, that's a lot of dis- like discovery in itself, all of those <laughs> components you've just described. Well, that's, that's the foundation of the pyramid right here. I love pyramids. I'm always talking about them to people because you can build the pyramid to a peak, right? So it's kind of a cool thing. So the foundation of the pyramid is understanding your personal top three. And if you're looking to find that out, you would go to astro.com and create your chart. You must know your time of birth though. That's a big thing. If you don't know your time of birth, then you really do need to get in touch with a professional to help you figure that out. Or call the parents if they if you can and and really like really do do you know morning afternoon can you give me something to work with here so 
kind of drill down on that. In some countries, they actually put the time of birth on the birth certificate, which is very helpful. Not something we do in Australia. So astro.com, get your chart run, and then you can look um, and it'll have a little box on there that will have different colours and they'll be like, you know, red, yellow, green, and blue, and that will be the makeup of your elements. What I can do is just once you go and run that chart, I will talk you through some of the major things around that. So if you find out that you're two fire signs and an air sign or any kind of double air and fire or air and fire in any way, we call, you're what we call an energizer bunny. So you're not really someone that's going to sit down and go, I just need to plan this out. I've got to think about it. I need to write, write it all down and then I'm going to work the plan. Now, you're not going to do any of that at all. You are going to just go hell for leather and get it done because you're an energizer bunny and you don't want to sit around chatting about things. Action now, think about it later. Consequences, things can be, you know, we can get forgiveness for things we do wrong. Okay. That's the energizer bunny. So you've got to kind of work with them to, to get the understanding that business for an energizer bunny is more about learning on the go, or we do what's the most important thing at the time. So if you, I'm working with someone like that, I'll be, okay, what are we, what's the main priority for the week? Where are we going? What's the vision of what you want to get? And then you you kind of go backwards from there. And I go, well, I've got this grant and I've got this show or I want to just be really big in the world and I want everyone to know my name because generally fire people love to be to be loved, you know, and they like to be famous typically. So that is a normal way for those guys. But if you're someone, for example, who's the opposite of that, you find that you've got a lot of water, you know, maybe you're a double water or a double earth with water or with earth, either or, like I said, you're going to be someone who's a manifester. Now, manifestors are generally people that can nurture things. They like to grow water and earth, putting a nice amount of water grows a seed into a tree. So it's a slow process. It takes time and you're tending to it. You're making sure that it's happy and it's really yummy. It's like this, you know, giving it a nice little blanket around it every day and offering it some chocolate. You might sing to your plants like, this is the nurturing manifesto, right? I feel like that's Laura. The first one sounds more like me. I haven't actually done, I should do all my... I'm trying to remember and I've, I've done it before. My sun is in Gemini. My moon, I believe, is Leo and rising is Sagittarius, I think. Well, that means you are an energizer. Ooh, <laughs> Laura. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a bit contrary to human design, like, so I guess it might, this is getting into something like a totally different modality again. It's a newer thing that combines a lot of the stuff together. I'm a more traditional astrologist, but you know, it, you've got to have all these different things as horses for courses. The thing that, that I will say before I jump into a couple more examples is this is only the foundation of the pyramid. There are a couple of things I'm going to mention that you would then go and look at. So you're saying you have a lot of energy but you're also a planner and like to nurture things, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so your chart would be very interesting to look at. We probably should have run your charts before. <laughs> That's all right. I am sort of wishing I had my phone. I could just quickly like type something in. <laughs> well, if you weren't recording a podcast, I would say. <laughs> I would do it. <laughs> Everyone could just listen while I have my, have my, my little tap, tap, tap on my phone. <laughs> Let me, I'll just wrap up the whole examples and then we'll. Yes, of course. About the next part of that pyramid because that will give you an idea of why you might be the way you are. Okay, so I've talked about fire and air, water, earth. And then we have like 
all the watery people, super watery, so you've got water and air together. Water and air people are really interesting because they are super emotional. They are very deep and don't, water is this element where it doesn't allow you to speak, but you may be super creative. You feel everything, right? An air person is a communicator. They're people that like to talk about it. They like to be able to think about things. They are either deep thinkers or they're like, oh, I'm doing this, I'm going to do that. And that's really interesting, but I'm a bit bored with that now. So I'm going to go over here. But when it's water, it's a deep connection to self and possibly the universe, depending on that person's point of view and the rest of the chart, which means that they are going to communicate deeply and be able to talk about it or write about it or any other type of communication modality that you can do. So that's a really interesting combination. And they're usually people that need a little bit of time to think things through and to feel into something before they take action. So they can move really quickly, but they also might get stuck in a, in a, like a, you know, when you, uh, have you seen Zoolander and he can't turn left, just can't turn left. So a water person might be like, I'm just stuck and I can't move that way. So I've got to go back the way I came and it's very painful and I feel it all. Right. So they can be really, really great artists, but from a business point of view, they need to give themselves space. So, and I'm going to touch on the moon cycles here. So I hope you're still following me. A person with this kind of makeup might be better off focusing on when they're more creative, which is usually during a waxing moon when the moon's getting bigger because they have the energy it's being given to them naturally. And then as it's getting smaller and we get into a new moon and it's darker, that's when they need to go inward and allow space for reflection and creativity and nurture because that kind of personality is going to feel those different waxes and wanes so much more than say a fire and air person because you know they don't have the emotional capacity of a water person in that way. Okay, so the next uh, one would be, let me just think. Yeah. Yeah, a triple air person is a highly intelligent person. That's me. That's me, Robin. I got it. (laughs) I don't even need to look at my chart now. (laughs) I've seen your chart. Yeah, you might even remember. I don't remember. I remember a little bit. I don't, I did so many charts sometimes. I don't remember everything. Yeah, of course. But a triple air is also someone who's just really engaged with people. They think people are fascinating creatures. They will sit in a cafe and just watch them and be like, wow, look at what's going on over here. What are they doing? They might even be particularly artistic and they could be dancers, they could be movers, they could be drawers, but it's what suits them. It's not always noticeable for a triple air person to be super creative as their only thing because their mind is what controls everything. And so they're generally quite tired because they are churning through their mind all the time. So really good at writing, really good at getting things processed. If you need something done, you can speak to an air person, also an earth person, triple earth people are super practical. Think of the landscape gardener that has a thriving business that just works solidly all the time. And they're super creative in that particular mode with the earth, anything that's that's in the ground. You know, we all know people like that. And we're like, man, how do they keep going? Because they're super earthy. So the air person is just, they're just also someone that is a bit cool as well, a triple air. They're just like, they, they seem to have it all together because an air person, um, particularly if their moon is an air, they can detach from their emotions. They're like, I think that, 
feels like this. And I'm processing it through thinking about it, but not actually feeling it, which is the challenge for the air. I'm taking a guess that that's you, Robin. I'm an air moon, yes. But I have a lot of water in my chart. I'm highly intuitive. So I'm the water air person, if you want to go with that. So that's the foundation of the pyramid, right? So understanding those different elements is going to help you first. The second part of it is understanding where your mercury is and what, um, what that element is, what, where it's placed. So for example, I'm going to stick with elements because it is really so much easier than talking about this sign and this house. And that's definitely something for a bit more advanced conversation. But mercury is how your brain works. Okay? It's how you think. So if you are a fire mercury, you're thinking about getting some shit done. I am off and I'm thinking, how am I going to get over here? Uh, I've got my list. I'm going to mow the lawn. Then I'm going to go work on some art. Then I'm going to come back and I make that phone call. I'm going to go pick up that thing. Yeah, you're, you're all about it. You're going to get, 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 right? Go, go, go. And But if you're a water mercury, you're going to be deep in the thoughts and feeling all the things and working it through it at a slower pace because the water is heavy. It's, it's like, a, um, like a veil that you put over to yourself. And it, you have to think through things. You need space and time. And you can't always communicate what that is, ha- what is happening with you. But it is a slower pace. But it also can be exceptionally creative, mercury with water. The next one, like the earth mercury, they're going to be making a plan. We're like, right, so I'm going to sit down and make my plan. And then I'm going to work solidly to each line of my plan. I might do some cleaning first. That's important. Got to keep it clean. Then I'll tend to my garden and my plants and make sure they're happy and have a cup of tea, make sure my body is healthy. And then I'm going to keep working my plant. But I'm going to try not to overwork because I can just keep going. But I, I need to have a plan, right? And then you've got your air person. Air person is like, right, there's so many things. I'm going to make five plans. I'm going to do them all. And then you're like, I've got too many plans. That one might be me. What do you think? Are you thinking of people? I'm wondering, Laura, are you listening to all of this and thinking of certain people in your life? And you're like, oh, that's that person. That's that person. (laughs) (laughs) Possibly. And look, you're you're going to be a combination. So for example, air, mercury, but your your top three, the top three that I talked about, sun, moon, and rising are fire and earth, for example. There's a little bit of conflict there, right? So you're going to be like, got to make some plans, but I need to get some stuff done but I I really feel like I need to sit with this for a while. So you've got to understand and love all parts of you because they all need tending to. It's just a matter of understanding. So that's the next level. Then we go up the pyramid to the next one, which is what we call the destiny. This is the career line or the MC. If you've got a chart in front of you, MC around the 10th house. This is what we call destiny career, what the public sees you as. So as an artist, it's a really difficult thing to define yourself. And we always do this with our artist statements. Like, why do I, I just want to make something. I don't really know why I have to define it and write it down. Like I'm just making things and that's what I feel like doing. And great. It's great if you're a hobbyist. If you're an artist, you have to understand what your destiny is and how it works in with the rest of you. So for example, we'll go back to my elements thing because we're on a roll with this right now. So a fire destiny person is destined to be seen. They are here to be the activist, to be seen, to be the creative, to be in the public eye, to show us something new, to move us along. Fire moves things. It moves us rapidly. Uh, if, you're into, if you're an earth person, you're here either to work with the mundane or you're here to create a solid life. 
So it means you're going to go slower. You're going to slow it down. You might, it might take years for you to reach your goal, but you're going to reach your goal because guess what? You've got a plan, right? So, and those people are the surprising people that come out from left field. They seem like they don't know what they're doing when they're younger, but once they get older, they're the millionaires with, you know, sky house. And then you've got your water people who are destined to come in to feel and to give back to the masses. And that could be as an artist, you're giving back creatively. You're giving back in a healing modality. You might be here to transform people's lives through your art or through a combination like art therapists. I see this with art therapists. They love doing their practice, but they really feel the need to support others with art, for example. And then the air person, the air person's going to just be like change careers five or six different times. They'll be like, okay, so now I'm going to go do this for a while. And that sounds great. And this is on the side. And then I might do a show here and then I'll come back and we might write for a bit. And then let's see if I can make something. Maybe I'll go dance for a while, you know, so there's a whole different thing, but those guys are going to work all the time and change our lives because they're just going to bring the information to you. So as an artist, it's about understanding that you're here to provide information for change. You're a change maker, but in a different way to a fire person. You're not here to act and make an active notice for people, not to be seen, seen. You're here to make a difference at a deeper level. Yeah, I love this because we are quite complicated. It's like, it's not as simple. I was trying to explain to my girls, they're too young, but it's not as simple as you're a you know, Pisces. That's who you are. That's who you are forevermore. You know, life throws things at us as well. So firstly, you've got the fact that astrology is beyond just your star sign and, and you have all of these levels, but then you have life throwing things at you as well. And you ne- inevitably, you know, change a little bit over, over your lifetime. I wonder if like how that works with the rising. I wonder what, do you know your rising sign? sign? Is it a sign? rising element. Actually, I'm about to get into that. So it's a good segue. So the next level of the pyramid is what we call your purpose or your Saturn, Saturn placements, right? And we've all heard about Saturn returns, have we? Yeah. Yeah. I love a Saturn return because that's when I get a lot of people coming to me for a traditional reading, interested in in the combination approach. They, They go, stuff is happening to me and I don't know what's going on. They'll come in, they'll say, I need, I need some, some help. I need to understand. And so often it'll be just before a what we call a Saturn square. There's like a seven-year cycle between, give or take, time is time. Seven-year cycle with Saturn's interacting with your Saturn and the global Saturn that's moving around in the circle. And they kind of project. And then eventually they come home. And when they come home, we equate it to going into the principal's office and being told whether or not you're doing well or you need to step your game up, right? So we can all remember times where we've been in the principal's office, some more than others, I expect, <laughs> depending on what kind of personality you've got, right? Fire people might be in there a little bit more. Don't tell me what to do. So what happens is it'll say, well, what is it that you need to do to get towards that purpose? What is the reason that you came here on this planet right now? And different different signs will have different things. Now, it is... Slightly different for an elemental makeup, but it's really then dependent on whether it, what sign it's in. Like, it's, is, is it a Pisces? Is it Aquarius? Leo, etc. Is it what the sign is? But from an elemental point of view, a water sign is here to look at their emotional body in some capacity. They might be looking at ancestry. They might be learning how to balance emotions. They might be learning how to connect to something bigger than themselves. But they are here 
emotionally, right? So all of their stuff will have something to do with relationships or being outside their body or something like that. If you've got a Saturn purpose, then you need to be connecting into your emotions. And if you're a fire sign for a Saturn, then you're here to activate us. You're here to step up. You have to be seen. And in different ways, like a Leo is here to be seen because they're creative and they're bold and they're going to show you some shit, right? But if you're an Aries, for example, in the fire sign, you're an activist. You have to defend others. That is your job. You need to be bold and you need to like it. And a Sagittarius might be here to educate us specifically. So then we get into sort of the air signs. So if you're an Aquarian Saturn, then you need to be okay being different. You don't need to fit in. You're not meant to fit in. And that's a challenge for the Saturn Aquarians. And then the next part of it, I guess a Libra is here to learn about balance. We learn about relationships. How do you do relationships? And you're going to do them differently to everyone else and not understand why people aren't doing it the way you do it. And you get really hooked. There are lots of lessons there for a Librian Saturn. A Gemini Saturn is about communicating. They are here to understand the human entity, but at a societal level, not at a global collective level. So they're here to communicate and to tell us things, to tell us stories, to step up into that story space. Then your earth people are here to create stability in some way. They're here to not shake the foundation, but to learn how to work within that foundation. And so like a Taurian is here to learn to go slow. You need to be like a turtle. How do you go slow? And usually this spoiler alert, most people that have that I know that have a Saturn in Taurus are fire signs really difficult for them. So a Capricorn is here to learn the fact that they are meant to be seen and to use their resources to create change for people in in a public recognition. And then I'm forgetting one more. Oh, sorry, the sign. Last one. If you're the missing one, come and send us a DM. (laughs) (laughs) Drop in. (laughs) Still here to learn about stability, learn about routine, learn about health and learn about giving back in service. So these are general terms, right? So you've got to understand what's your element, you know, where are you in your purpose? Because that will help you understand how to get to your destiny and how to use what you came in with as a personality with your top three. You should come to the tip now. Okay. All right. This is our last one. Is that right? This is your last one. Yep. Okay. So five sections, people, of our pyramid. All right. I'm modifying my pyramid. Carry on. Keep drawing pyramid. Come, come along at home with us. Do the same thing. Draw <laughs> the fulfillment part of you is what we call the north node. So this is what makes you feel happy with life. So you might be getting all the way to your destiny and purpose, but are you happy? Maybe not. Right. So understanding where the north node is in the chart and the south node, these two go together. The north node is where you're trying to get to to give you a sense of fulfillment in life. You always deflect back to the south node and we call the south node the past life. So if your north node is in, we'll start with air this time. If your north node is in air, then the fulfillment is going to be more around how you do relationships, how you communicate, how you work with technology. There's, there's so much in that, but it's how you work with different types of communication. If you've got an earth north node, then you're looking at how do you work with resources? How do you use things to make your life feel better? So like, again, we'll go with the Taurus. They will use things to help them feel a sense of purpose through possessions. Like I've got my nice cozy blanket, but my chocolate, 
I'm really happy. This makes me feel good. And my book's here and no one's calling me and I'm having a cup of tea. So see ya. So those people, uh, fire people, their, their sense is more around how they move and how they're out there in the world. And a fire person might go, well, I'm going to go to ecstatic dance this weekend because I need to move my body. I've been sitting, I feel stagnant, this is horrible, and I'm quite angry about it, and I need to move. So movement is a big part of their life. And if they exercise, that'll make them feel good. So we all know people who love exercise, and we can't understand why they like so much exercise. Everyone, there's that potential that's in their chart. They've got a lot of fire, or they're working towards fulfilling the fire. The, the opposite can happen here with North Nose, just as a point that they might go, well, actually, I'm trying to work towards fire, but my opposite is in the air sign. So I'm like going back and making sure everyone's okay and working in my relationships, but I still don't feel happy because you need to go and work on yourself. Fire is a little bit selfish and requires you to step up and look after you. I had a, um, I'm interrupting. I had a really concerning reading or whatever you want to call it around North Node, South Node. So apparently there's something about in my past life, I was like, had epic responsibility. So that's South Node, right? Sounds like you were a Capricorn. Uh, and then my new one, my North Node, I'm really bad at this. My North Node is more about just being, I don't know, this is my terminology, being a bit smaller and looking after people who are close to me. And I actually, I'm like, what? No, like, <laughs> like I, I want to achieve like bigger things. But so that was really weird. It sat so, I was actually cranky afterwards. <laughs> I was like, what? Well, you need to take in, con- like I said, context of all of the chart and particularly the destiny. How does that work with what you're meant to be here to do in the public eye? So the North Node, you probably have a great sense of contentment by being with your family and nurturing them, right? And you have great ambition. So you would need to see the whole chart to really understand. Yeah, okay. All right, all right. I'll breathe through it. Um, and so I think I missed one. What are we, where are we up to? So we did fire, earth. Do we, we didn't do water? We haven't done water on the North Node. No. No. Laura's a better listener than me. Go. <laughs> no, water. Right. We'll cover over it again. Yeah. So water, North Nodes. Uh, we said, yeah, water, North Nodes. Again, it, it is, it's about emotions. It's about allowing yourself to sit in and learn about how that affects you and then how you can put it out there. Sometimes it's about forgiveness of previous things in North Nodes because, um, you know, for example, let's go with Roz, what I think she she is based on her reading. We'll go, we'll check this later and see if we're right. She's got a South Node in Capricorn, North Node in Cancer, and she reverts back to that need to use resources to create goals and to get um, to a certain level in life. But the North Node that makes it truly happy is the nurture. It's the water. It's the emotion around looking after family and looking after yourself and nurturing the home within that kind of stuff will give her a sense of fulfillment. So the nurturing part of a water sign could be creative. It could be to take care of family. It can be to go deep into things, to really go to the dark places of self. Because we haven't talked about Scorpio at all. Sorry, Scorpios. The Scorpios, they're like super, super deep. And a little it's a little bit frightening for some people if they've got a Norse node in Scorpio because unless they have a lot of that in their chart, Scorpio is the dark places within, but it also is the rebirth. It's the transformation. And it can be quite scary for some people. So this allowing yourself to notice which one you revert to and 
taking steps to move towards the one that actually you're getting to the North Node, the sense of fulfillment, will actually create a lot of um, balance in life. So let me recap the pyramid. The pyramid at the base, you've got your top three, sun, moon, rising, your personality, how you process emotions and where your soul's going. So understand that first and understand the elements that make you tick. The next level is the mercury. How do you think about life? How does your brain work? Then after that, what is the destiny? Where are you going with your career in the public? What is the purpose? Next level, Saturn. And what gives you a sense of fulfillment? And so when we look at that as a complete picture in astrology, then we go, right, so you running a business with a business plan, maybe not. Maybe your business is a big circle on a page with your key goals that you want to get to and a bank account. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's something where you create big mind maps and you've got major vision and big goals and the way you operate your business Mm -hmm. is going to be working the stream of the mind map, right? So some of this will resonate for those particular people, but understanding you is a key ingredient. And then you can understand your business, get a business reading. And then from there, you would determine what are the things that I do to run a business. So Obviously, in a normal business, you need to have, I always say cloud accounting these days, cloud accounting. You need a bank account. You need some sort of goal, plan, outcome, intention, mantra, whatever you want to call it. And then you need some drive or action to motivate you through. So if you've got those, then you can create something around that. And that is not a traditional business plan, folks, unfortunately. No, but I think that's great because I think especially artists, you know, we're we're not the same as most people, feel like we're born a little bit different. So I think it's good to factor in or important and maybe even essential to factor in all these other sort of considerations of who we are and, yeah, our place in this world. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I love that using this system and digging into this because like traditional business advice and like business planning might not resonate with certain signs or certain elements and things like that. So I actually think finding out how you work and why that is, is really important. And it can help probably relieve a bit of friction and that imposter syndrome and things like that. Like you're not measuring up because you're not like a out there fire person, go-getter, like you might be one of the elements that likes to take things slower or, you know, ponder things or, you know, work in the background. So yeah, this is super, super helpful. It's like knowing yourself, isn't it? And then accepting yourself and then learning how to work your life and your business around who you are. Like, I mean, how can there even be another way to exist <laughs> than starting with who you are as a as a human? Yeah, it is it's very tricky for a lot of people because particularly artists that have that, you know, that sensitivity to, to life and they really do feel into what they're doing because we are selling emotions when we're doing our art. And then you've got like, well, how is the world going to react to that and how do I manage that? So understanding how you are as a human makes a big difference to what you can do in your business. Like in, and in my business, so in my human potential expert business, I do things to make people feel comfortable, but also understand how I am as a communicator. So I know that there's certain types of people that just won't work with me because we we don't suit in our communication styles. It just is the way it is. But in my yoga studio, when I'm hiring teachers or managers or event people or whatever, generally I look at their chart first. I'm like, okay, so part of the deal is you've got to give me your chart with permission 
I'm not going to share it with anyone. I'm going to look at it and I'm going to see, does it fit with how we do things with the team? And that I'll be looking at, what's their Mercury like? What are their top three? What are the transits that are coming? So we didn't even get to that where the, you know, the circles interacting with your circle and then, you know, Saturn returns and all of that. So I need to understand, do I have capacity to assist them if they're going to go through a Saturn return? For example, they might just go, okay, well, I'm going to leave for four months and come back in four months because I'm dealing with this Saturn return crap. And I'll be like, okay, so I knew that was coming. So I feel okay about that. So it is a new way of thinking. And a lot of the people that work for me are learning how to do that in their business because we look at the moon cycles. It's not just the, the global moon cycles, but also as a female, we have our monthly moon cycles and they might not coincide with the global. And you've also got the guys who have also got their cycles, but theirs is more of a day cycle, right? So those understanding cycles within cycles within cycles, we get to go, okay, so right now is not a good time for me to launch that project. Going to be really bad and I'm going to get crickets, right? And if you're going through some major transit, then it's permission to plan for that. And the same with Mercury retrogrades. We should be planning for Mercury retrogrades because it's an invitation to rest and reflect. That's why you can't get shit done during a Mercury retrograde, guys, because you're supposed to be reflecting. And I know the world keeps spinning, but at the end of the day, we need to make time for that. And I don't always have that sorted out, but we try. Yeah, that's what it's about, really. It's just the awareness, isn't it? And then just trying to factor it in in, is what I'm trying to say. Totally. You've got to be got to be super kind to you as well. Permission to go and have lunch by yourself and not do any work that day, you know, or permission to go hard today. So it's about understanding you. That's where it begins. Ah, that's a strong place to end, Robin. Thank you so much for your time today. We've absolutely loved, you know, entering your world of astrology and learning more about that and how we might fit in to the pyramid, which I've drawn. If you have, if you're if you're a listener and you've drawn the pyramid. Send Laura or I a photo because (laughs) we want to see your homework so we can give you a gold star and then definitely give us a bit of a review over on, oh, I always forget this, Apple Podcasts or some star ratings on Spotify or share a screenshot over on your socials so that we can help other creatives and we can help them to discover Robin and all the wonders of astrology as well and how that mixes with business. Was that a really long wrap up, Laura? No, that was really great. I'd just like to drop in. If this has your head swirling and you're really keen to find out more, Robin does readings. So we will put her information in the show notes so you'll find out how to contact her. What's the Actually, I'll just ask you whilst you're on the call, um, Robin, what's the best way that people can find you through your website or? Yeah, start with the website, robinserene.com. I'm also on the socials, Robin, Robin Serene on Instagram and Facebook. So pretty easy, just my name. No one else has it. All righty, guys. Well, we'll chat soon. Thank you again, Robin. Thank you so much. Bye.